Hey everybody, welcome back. It's me, Renisa, with Realize Magazine. Thank you so much for joining me on my I Realize campaign. Um, guys, if you've been paying attention the last couple of weeks and even on my Instagram, I've been really, really going in and talking about um, <clears throat> my social media fast I took in 2020. Like, it was amazing. I learned a lot of things about myself. I think I grew a lot. Um, it was just a really, really wonderful time. <clears throat> well, yesterday we talked about how perfection is not the goal. Well, today we're going to talk about how flaws are beautiful. Who? <clears throat> and that's a hard one. It's a very hard one. I think that believing that perfection was the only way to live robbed me of seeing the beauty in my flaws. I mean, I really believe that I was unlovable as a result of them. <clears throat> I couldn't see success because I could only see what was wrong with me. I couldn't imagine myself happy and healthy and prosperous and successful. I mean, I was really super judgmental and I was my own worst critic. I mean, think about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. When was the last time you looked at yourself in the mirror? And when you see yourself in your mirror, what do you see? You see all the blemishes. You see all the scars. You see the tired, dry eyes. You see the disheveled hair. You know, I need a, I need a relaxer, or I need my locks retightened, or I need my hair wash. You see the, the, the marks on your skin. You see the discoloration, you see the tiredness, you see the worry. Um, you may even think that your nose is a little too big, or your ears too small, or your eyebrows, what is going on with them? But then you turn around and you see your child or your significant other, and they tell you that you're beautiful. And you look at them in disbelief because you haven't accepted that part of yourself, that your flaws are what make you beautiful. <clears throat> I don't know about you guys, but that's been the story of my life. I was always a little dark-skinned girl. Mind you, I never had a problem with being dark-skinned, but that doesn't mean that others didn't. Society didn't. Society always praises the light-skinned girls. You know, the paper bag test. Come on, you guys have heard of it. And surprisingly, I never had that issue until I got caught up in social media and, and media in general, looking at TV and seeing these beautiful Victoria's Secret models and all these actors and actresses on TV. <clears throat> And I didn't see myself or anyone that looked like me. So then I began to start pointing out the different reasons why I was not pretty. And because I wasn't pretty, that must mean that I was unworthy. I couldn't take compliments because I just did not believe they were genuine or even merited. I could not see the beauty in myself. When I was younger, I saw myself as skinny mini. 
oh man, I was this little teeny tiny girl, barely 100 pounds. And my friends and family had no trouble whatsoever pointing that out. (laughs) Oh, I just remember just constant teasing and you know, I'm invisible because I was so skinny and then I was dark skinned. I used to wear braids in my hair. And when I was a little girl, I was such a tomboy, such a tomboy. I would love to play and run outside in the dirt, play football with the guys. So that meant that, you know, my hair was never really just right. I remember at one point my braids had started to unravel at the ends because I was so rough and I would chew on them. And oh, my goodness. And so, y'all, I'm going to share something with you that I really don't talk about at all. (laughs) But there were a group of young men, young boys, that called me Roach. They said that I looked like a roach because my braids were like antenna coming out of my head. And I believed all that stuff. So as I grew older, my mindset was like, oh, I'm not pretty. I'm too skinny. I'm too dark. And, you know, then I had children and... Over the years, I've gained a little bit of weight, not a whole lot, but enough that now I went from one extreme to the next. And now, <clears throat> excuse me, I begin to see myself as overweight and nobody's going to want me with this, this little pooch, this fupa or whatever they call it. And I just continue to identify flaws in myself. Um, I'm a widow. You know, I'm a single mom with two children. Like, who's going to want me for that? You know, I'm not educated. Uh, All of these things. I had a breast cancer scare some years ago. So, you know, I had some milk ducts removed from my breast. All of these things, all of these issues, I saw as reasons for me not to be worthy. Not to, for me not to be accepted. And I took them and I held on to them and I let them seep seep into my subconscious to the point where I believed them wholeheartedly. I believed them. So the things that I, I do know how to do, my gifts, I love to write. I'm creative. I love to paint. I like to make things. I like to sing. I like to dance. All of these gifts. I couldn't see the beauty in them because all I could see were my flaws. And I didn't realize how I was hurting myself. I would go on to Instagram or Facebook and I would see women and even men that I admired and I thought were so gorgeous and so beautiful. And I just began comparing my flaws to them. Not realizing that they have their own set of issues that they're dealing with, that they're working through. Instead, I would just pile it on and pile it on and take it in. And yeah, over the years, I would do like many social media, you know, breaks. <clears throat> but that was simply because I, my church was doing it or... Um, I needed to work on a project or something for school or for work, and it was too distracting. But I never really took the time to understand how much social media was affecting my view of myself. Now, don't get me wrong. I think social media is a great thing. 
great thing. But I knew what I needed to do for me. And once I stopped jumping on Instagram and Facebook, you know, all day, every day, period, I began to embrace my flaws, my full lips, my wide hips, my dark skin, my quirkiness, my sense of humor, everything about me, my voice, my heart, my hair, my eyes, my ears. Once I took that break, I really began to see the beauty in Renisa. It didn't happen overnight. I'm not going to lie and tell y'all that. When I first got off of social media, <laughs> it was like those flaws were amplified. I would see myself in the mirror and be like, oh my God, what am I going to do with this now? And then I started to work out and then I fell off. And then I started back again and then I fell off. <clears throat> so trust me. And it's an everyday thing. Some days, even now, I'll go and take a look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, ugh. But I also see the beauty in me. And I enjoy it. I love it. I don't know who's listening, who's also struggling in this area. But you've got to learn to see yourself. I'm realizing, I'm understanding that my flaws make me beautiful because I can empathize with someone else. That dark-skinned little girl that's getting teased growing up, I know how that feels. So I can talk to her at that level. The woman that's dealing with health issues, I understand how that feels. So I can talk to her on that level. That young man who's starting a new career and nervous about what he does and what he doesn't know. I can speak on that as well. Having failed multiple times. Hell, even at this magazine. Y'all, whew. This was a whole nother. (laughs) When I first, when I did my initial, my first magazine several years ago, I think it's about six or seven years ago, I had a whole team. I had a photographer. I had a writer. I had a graphic designer. I had an editor. I had a whole team of people. And it was beautiful. Each issue came out beautiful. And then I decided to go a different route because that magazine didn't really capture who I was and what I was trying to present to the world. So I decided to go a different route. And when I did that, I no longer had my team. So the first issue of Realize Magazine, oh man, the graphics were pixelated. Um, I didn't have an editor and I thought I did a pretty good job of editing it myself. Yeah, I didn't. There were misspelled words. Um, The links didn't work correctly. Oh, my God, it was horrible. In my opinion, to me, it was overly flawed. But I still had people who enjoyed it, who embraced it, who loved it, who bragged about it. Whereas I'm sitting in the corner like, oh, my God, can you not? Can you not tell anybody? (laughs) Can you not tell anybody? Don't tell anybody I did this. I didn't want to put my name on it because it wasn't perfect. 
and I could see every flaw in it. <clears throat> I didn't realize, I didn't understand, I couldn't comprehend at the time that those flaws help me identify ways to improve. It didn't make me look bad. It made, it was, uh, I don't even know how to say the words. Your flaws aren't an expression of how hard you're working to be the best version of yourself. If everything was perfect about you, what would you have to work on? How could you be better? That's how I started to think about it. If I didn't have flaws, how could I be better? And that's always my goal. I'm always striving to be the best, the best version of me. And in order to do that, I need these flaws. I need to identify them. I need to embrace them. I need to love myself in spite of them, as a result of them. Thank you all so much for joining me on today. Um, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty confident this podcast is going to be flawed. But um, as we continue on each day, I hope to get better and better. I hope that my message is resonating with you. Um, if it is, please join me on Instagram at Realize Magazine. <clears throat> and I'll see you guys again tomorrow. Thank you so much. Bye, loves.